Sunday with average highs near 73 and 56 into the nights. For you boaters, we do have a small craft advisory in effect from Wednesday afternoon through Wednesday Wednesday evening. And for the show this hour is good old Neil Proberg, Off the Lip Radio, and Terry Campion. Hope you enjoy the show. This is the Off the Lip Radio Show broadcasting from uh, Santa Cruz, California. Santa Cruz, California. I've been listening to KSC a lot this week. And I've been looking forward to doing our show. No, very nice. Because it's, it's just different. This show is different. And why was it more this week? I don't know. It's just the news is crap, you know, the shootings, and it's like crap, yeah. crap, more. Yeah. It's just despondent. What's yeah. going on in this in this country? But I mean, we're not here to talk about it. I have to apologize first to the audience for last night, last week's show. Oh yeah. Where we were, we, we got a little out of hand. Well, I saw people say that we should talk less and play more music. Is what they're, well, because the exactly. Saying. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. And play the Merman. Were like, yeah, they were on fire last weekend. Last week, that was a great show. Okay, so it was one of our first shows that we've left the studio. Yes. And went out into the world. Yeah, we loved it. How'd it go? It was great. Yeah, me great too. sound. I, wow. Off. It, that. Well, that, that band, the we Merman. We may have to. We may have to. Uh, you know. Expand our horizons. Bingo. Uh, the Bat Cave over there at the Merman Studio, pretty cool spot. It was a very, very cool spot. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, you know what? The Merman are right down the street. Yeah, I and felt that studio, like we were in like, a documentary It was like week. dark and dank, but yeah. bright, all the colors, all the guitars, the dr- all yeah. the lights they got in there. It's just very, very cool. It's a cool spot um, right behind. We can't tell anybody where it's at. Sh- top secret spot. <laughs> because top it's the Bat Cave. Top secret. It's the Bat Cave. But Jim, guitar player, right? Did you see how many buttons have photos and pedals have, he has? There is, is like six feet long of buttons and pedals. I, I didn't know if that was just like a joke. No, that's him. Big Jim but, Thomas. Because if you, you know, most guitar players have like a pedal and a button yeah, or two but he's like and they that step when he on surf. it. Have you seen where, Jim where? surfing? Have you Jim Thomas surf? No, I He have. sits out there at first peak like half a mile out towards Monterey Bay. Mm-hmm. And he's got like a 12-foot huge longboard. Mm-hmm. And see, he'll sit there for hours mm-hmm. until finally... Dun, Here dun, it comes. Dun, 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 dun. Here it comes. He doesn't care about soft, short borders, whatever you write. He didn't care. Yeah. His big Jim, who's big, foreboding. He's, he's big. Guy, big. Yeah. Yeah. He sits out there. For, he'll sit there for two hours. And here it here comes his wave. Clear the Get way. Get the Clear frick the way. away from me. And he, he doesn't care. Hey, you know, it sounds like You our, can yell at him what you want. It kind of sounds like our guest tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's yelled at I think he may have had a couple of words with a few people at the hook. Sharks. His spot. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, yeah. it left it sh- going left at sharks. There's not yeah. two people get left, going left at mm-hmm. sharks anymore. Even, nobody, two people know you can go left at sharks. Shh. Secret spot. Shh. From surf for the soldier. Nice. Uh, by the way, your your tagline today impressed me. Yeah. I, I snagged yeah. that. I yeah. snagged. I snagged the whole thing. I didn't. Good. I don't take any. Yeah. From surf for the soldier. I, you didn't. I liked that. it because it didn't come any better than that. <laughs> Pat Farley, a true American hero. Mm-hmm. So here we, we're doing tonight's show, hoping we can inspire. Someone. That's what not. That's you know what. As long as we can do, if we can end the show tonight where Pat's inspired somebody, we're good to go. I like that. And yeah, even Hal said that's a good idea. We should yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. 
So if someone's driving home tonight, they're listening to this show, yeah. and they get maybe a, 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 a inkling of inspiration from what Pat's going to say tonight, right. we're, hey, we win. Describe, we win. We're going to describe Pat. Pat's about 5'8". Pat's about 10. 5'10". <laughs> he's, he's a black belt. He's 5'10". He's 5'10". <laughs> long, he's got long blonde locks that come down to his, you know, mm-hmm. down there. Yep. Long, blonde, long blonde hair. That's been forever. Right, been forever. Mm-hmm. Right? He just had his... <coughs> 70th birthday. <laughs> Amazing. 70th birthday. And so he has a when you're 70 years old, mm-hmm. you got a right to sit down on that chair and speak you speak your mind in the microphone. He's a young 70. I have my finger here on the dump button. <laughs> there may be there may be a little uh, language problem here due to Pat Farley's uh, okay. description of of <laughs> You can let go now. Okay. We just uh, test, test, check, 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 test. Did it work? Did it work? I, I think it did. Nick, it worked? Yeah, yeah, it worked. It worked. We tried it. If so, yeah, if, I think if, I did. Te- check, check, test. Check, test. Testing one, two. <laughs> testing one, two. That button, button works. Who, you started surfing where? Uh, Cal's? Yeah. About, bit. about nine years old. My father used to go scuba diving up along West Cliff. And so I just go down to Cal's and then rented my first board at Autos and then eventually started working for him. What, what was he scuba diving for? Do you know? I don't know. He just huh. go out there and scuba dive. Wow. That's fishing? amazing. Spearfishing? Yeah. Spearfishing? Yeah, spearfishing. What did he bring home? Do you remember? Don't remember. What was the first? I, bo- I just remember going clammy down at Palm Beach, Sunset Beach, down on the beaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And get clams, and he makes chapino and things like that. And also, did your brothers all started surfing around the same time? Uh, my older brother did, because him and I are only two and a half years apart. Dennis? No, Dennis, I'm 10 years older. Then Francis, 13 years older. And then Thomas, five years older. Wow. Do you know that those dudes... You yeah. just mop up like any bar fight in town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want a bar fight in Santa Cruz, yeah. you, bring, you, you better have the Farley's aren't having a reunion dinner or something in that bar. Well, they, right? they used to have the glass house at Seabright, mm-hmm. and there were a couple times that I just happened to walk in the door. My brothers are all in there, and all hell broke loose. <laughs> Did you used to beat up Francis? Was there was because he got tough, right? I mean, he got well, tough. He was, he yeah. was world yeah. champion. He was world oh, yeah. champion kickboxer. Well, Francis is the man, but yeah. I'm, you're older. No, I never beat him up when he was a kid. So when he got older and he got quick enough, he was kicking me. And a couple times, he, he did dead shots to my groin twice. Oh, and he ran. And yeah. I mean, he kept running, and I, I just got up. I was so mad. Well, and anyone listening, Francis was a world champion kickboxer. Right. So to get Francis's foot to your groin, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Twice? Twice. Man. I bet uh, he ran fast. Oh, yeah, he ran. <laughs> so you kept, so you kept, obviously, you kept surfing till. Uh, when did you go to high school at Santa Cruz High? Uh, Santa Clara. Santa, Santa Clara High School? I went to a Catholic school, St. Clair's over the hill. Yeah. Hmm. How'd that turn out? Oh, the duns just beat the crap out of you all the time. <laughs> hey, notice I didn't say and I said crap. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, good job. Yeah, got my thing on the button. Dump button's ready. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I warmed lo- it up. I love to swear. I mean, it's just <laughs> it does part of you. Yeah. Right. Over in Vietnam, that's all we said. We had one word that we said, and then when I came back from Vietnam, I was training or 
I was indoctrinating to anybody going to Vietnam had to come through me for a one week orientation. And you yeah. taught him, you taught him. Oh, how to swear. yeah, I taught him how to swear. <laughs> I got the light up majors and, you know, lieutenants and captains and anybody. They couldn't say a word to me. Wow. So I had full reign over them. When and did you know you first had to go, when did you first sign up or know you had to go to Vietnam? Well, in the winter of 67, it was raining a whole bunch, and Otto had no work, and so I was out of work, and I didn't want to go to school, and so I went down and volunteered, because I knew they were going to get me. Right. I just wanted to surf. Who yeah. Went? You working out at Otto's? Yeah, I was working at Otto's. So, Otto's is such an amazing part of Santa Cruz surfing history. Can you describe, like, someone who doesn't know what Otto's is? It was an old gas station. Where? Right there across from the Dreaming where they got that monstrosity sitting there right now. They should yeah. have never put that thing in. Right. They, Otto should have just – they should have just made it into a, you know, memorial. monument. Just, yeah. yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, he rented out boards, and um, he taught me how to glass. Hmm. I'd go up to the mystery spot behind the mystery spot out in the field, and I'd start glassing boards for him. Yeah, he had a lot of surfboards. Not only it, – it's really weird with autos, and you – Pat, you can maybe – because I, when I was young, we used to sleep in the parking lot there, believe it or not. Otto used to let my friend's family camp in his parking lot. And uh, after longboards came and went, Otto still had them all. Like it was uh, – today he had a museum collection of surfboards. Oh, yeah. What he had. And, and it burned down, Neil. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, it did? Yeah. Yeah, autos burned down. Yeah. But Pat worked at autos. And that's like, to me – Working at the plunge or something. History. Yeah. What's, what inspired you to enlist in the army? What was what is it something were you inspired by somebody or something or is something something that you because you couldn't work anymore that you had to go do? No, I always I grew up wanting to uh, join the military, be in the army. So that was. Were you in the army or the marines? Army. The army. Yeah. And then so you get to Vietnam. Get to Vietnam. Get I, off the plane, and then you, get what off the plane. Then? It stunk that night. I'm walking <laughs> around looking for a little club, to, you know, to because I had to go through processing, and went to go buy a coke. Well, the perimeter got breached, and a unit was going out, and the sergeant just grabbed me and said, "You're coming with us." I, I, I'm processing. He goes, "No, you're not. You're coming with us." That quick? Yeah, that quick. And so, Did you have a gun? No, I go, I don't even have a rifle. He goes, oh, we're going to get you one. So they line up. They're getting going. He wouldn't let me out of his sight. So they go, where's our point man? And point man wasn't there. So I go, I'll go on point. And this guy goes, you don't know what you're doing. I say, well, then you go on point. And he goes, I'm not going on point. So <laughs> out on point I went my very first night. And what's going on point? You, you're, you're, the lead, you're the lead guy. So right. you're, you're booby trap guy. Yeah, you're the booby trap guy. So to hit a booby trap, <laughs> you know, see it, you're dead. Or if you walk into an ambush, right. you're dead. You're so th- then from there, they just stuck me right in with the uh, 1st and 16th Rangers. So here, you're a point, man. Here you go. How many guys that went to Vietnam and had that attitude the first day survived? I don't know. I mean, I'll be the point man. Yeah, send me out, boss. I wanted to walk point, but I didn't want to do anything else. You know, it's like that. I felt safe on point. Huh. Well, and I remember you telling me a story, Pat, that there was times that you'd go out there and by yourself. Yeah. My last three months, I was solo. By yourself. By myself. One man army. One man army. They stuck me in this artillery unit. My brother was with me for a little while, and he just goes, I need to get out of here. And so they go, we need you to check that out. And I get in a truck and drive. 
And then at night, I just start going out by myself because we had VC crossing the field in front of us all the time. We'll shoot them. No one would shoot them. So I just start going out, go out with the infantry unit. And then they got mad and they, they turned me in because I'd got us in the firefights and they didn't want to get in the firefights. <laughs> <laughs> you you get everybody. It, it took a long it took a long time to get there. I mean, it I didn't start off like that. You know, I I cried myself yeah, I, to sleep a lot. Hang on, you were a surfer for all those years, right? And now you're doing this. How was the, how was that transition from going from like this surfer to somebody who's now in point and going out there by yourself? Well, I got in. Oh, slow. <laughs> oh, Nick got it right. Good job, Nick. All right. This isn't the. Hang on a sec. This is not the real estate show. This is not the insurance show. I just got off the phone with them too. You did. This is not the. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, the political show. This is not Rush Limbaugh. This is the off-air radio show. Okay. All right. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to hover the button. Yeah. You better hang on to that button. Nick, now, take buddy. over. All right, Pat. You're back. So, so I, wait, I'm so curious because um, how that transition. From, like, hanging out in Santa Cruz at such an amazing time. The surf was uncrowded. Glorious time in the history of Santa Cruz. Next day, here you are in Vietnam. The next day, you're in battle. Oh, it was a nightmare. You know. How so did I, you deal with that? What, what what got Pat through Vietnam? I got myself through. As one of the other guys said, the only person that's going to get you out of this war or through this war is yourself. He goes, you can pray to God all you want. God's not coming down here to pull you out of here. He goes, look at all the other soldiers. They got their scapulars, the St. Christopher, St. Joseph medals. He goes, and look at all the other wars. God didn't come down and help anybody. So if you want to get out of here, you got to do it. And that stuck with me. And so I had to go through a long transition. I mean, from shell shock my first week. And I came out of that, then went through this transition, like, oh, my God, I'm here. How am I going to get out? And then slowly it just, I wanted payback. That's what it was. Do you feel yeah. like you're on acid out there or some kind of trip? Or... Oh, I wish I was on acid. Yeah. But I knew guys were taking acid. I thought, oh, yeah, my luck. They'd did you want to do that? Or just did you thought, now I'm going to keep my head clear? I need to keep my head clear. Was the military make, giving you drugs during that time to stay awake and be more alert? Was that no, going on uh, at all? None. Okay. And uh, and and you're you're so here you are going out into the jungle with guys that are on acid. <laughs> no, they did acid in the base camp. Okay, so I was like, that sounds really exciting. And you're like, keep the gun pointed that way, bro. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Okay, hold it here. This portion, this portion of the show is brought to you by a few people. Santa Cruz Mountain Brewery, they're on the west side. I want to thank Emily. I'm going to pop over there. I have been over there for a while. Love my favorite, my Amber, over there at Santa Cruz Mountain Brewery. Sean Rovi, Farmers Insurance. I've allowed Sean all the waves he wants at Manresa. I haven't been to Manresa in a while, but when I do get to Manresa, that Sean Rovi steals every wave I can get. I can get. The guy's always on it. He's a wave thief. Well, Sean Rovai, Farmers Insurance, 4623222. Are you still friends? Barely. <laughs> okay. Lighthouse Bank, want to thank John Sisk, local bank, local people who know our town. And, yes, great service from Lighthouse Bank down there in Santa Cruz by the Clock Tower. Surf City Sandwich. I have been mowing in that place lately. Uh-huh. I had the, uh, the, 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 burg, the muchacho burger the other day. 
Oh my god. Can I god. ask your girlfriend how that's going? Let me tell you how I went. <laughs> I had the burger. Yeah. And I go. I went directly home. Went to bed. Extra cheese? You no, I have, I, have, I, have, I went healthy. Had avocado on it. Oh, okay. Damn, nice. thing was good, though. Went right home. Right you could not do... Don't have one of those and go expect to go have go do stuff. Errands. No. You go right home, go to bed. Uh, Pono Island Grill, we just left there. Our new location for our pre-shop. Pre-show. Uh, pre-show, yeah. Pre-show rendezvous is Looks Pono nice in Hawaiian there, doesn't Tap it? right there. Wow. In Capitola Road, across the street from the old... Um, that's a nice restaurant. It's going to be uh, beautiful. Takara. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, and one, uh, last but not least, Chill Out Cafe, where they... Roll the fatties. They do roll the fatties. Yeah. I'm, I need to get some bumper stickers, because they do roll the... They got bumper stickers yeah. they need to give away. Yeah. Chill Out Cafe, where they roll the fatties. A lot of people on uh, are commenting on, on our way. Facebook Live right now. Yeah. And... Uh, Lisa says, thank you for your service, Pat. Go thank uh, him for service. Somebody was like, I'm really impressed that you were with your brother. Is that normal in the military to be in the same? I thought they split up brothers. And if you were. Uh, He requested to come over. And so, yeah, the the bad point, I was off to go to lifeguard school. And then he shows up. They pulled my orders out for lifeguard school. So I was, I was mad. You're at the, 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 the lifeguard school? Yeah, lifeguard school. That was so, going to be your army duty? Well, part of my duty as a point man, being down in the Mekong Delta, I had to cross all the canals and the Mekong River and the swamp. So, you know, when you know you see in the movies these guys jump in the rivers and things, they've got boots and clothes and packs. That doesn't happen. You're going to drown in two <laughs> seconds. So I had to take off the boots, swim the Mekong with my rifle, with a cap on the thing, and then... Get up there, empty it out, and then barefoot check out, go through base camps by myself. So in barefoot, barefoot, yeah, because wow. I couldn't carry the boots, you know. So I eventually got a pair of sandals that I took off somebody that I shot, and so I had his sandals to wear. <laughs> so you, so, you, as somebody that you had, you were in an armed gun battle with, you win this battle, and you take this guy's sandals. I took his sandals. Huh. During the right in the middle of the battle, I mean wow. we were in the village and the whole thing was going off. Gunships are shooting up just like apocalypse now, right, just like the movie. Exact scene with Viet Cong running all over, and I'm down on the ground taking his sandals because he shot an RPG point blank at me, and I was pissed. <laughs> I bet you were pissed. <laughs> That's why he took his sandals. You're like, listen, yeah, our man, Pat is gnarly. I could swear right now because that, that's a great. Descriptive <laughs> I don't even want to say word. anything. I don't want to say anything. I just want him to tell the story. Yeah, you know, it's, it's amazing. Like, I don't want to. And, and 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 if I'm not mistaken, that's when you like decided that the sandal thing became a part. You were sandal guy. Yeah, you were sandal guy. Yeah, we had. I had jungle rot so bad over there that I took his sandals, did a little alternations on the straps, and then. And then when I came back, I started making sandals and then did that for, I don't know, 30 years until the uh, chemicals got to me and I had to stop. Hmm. Wow. And and, and, and it, during this Vietnam time, uh, you must have lost a lot of friends. Oh, yeah. And is, is, is that harder than the the act of being there itself? What's What's tougher? Is it? And I just, when guys died, I just shut off. Wow. And I never got near the wounded. When guys got, you know, the one thing, if you got into a gun, you know, uh, ambush or anything, the first thing, you get the wounded, you get them out of there. So guys are always grabbing the wounded right. so they could get out of the, they don't want to fight. Well, I didn't want to touch the wounded. So you want to like, fight? 
Yeah, I, I, I'll fight. Oh, so they would pick up a wounded soldier and run. Yeah, they get the wounded out and of there. And that was their excuse to leave from and, having yeah, a fight. Guys would like, well, I'm helping the wounded, and, uh, you know. Are you those know, pussies? <laughs> I mean, I, it, wait, it, it, I guess, what's the, it, it, I, I, Grant, it's a war. They're all heroes. I agree. Yeah. But in, in, you, here you are saying, I'm staying. Sometimes you just need a break, so, you know, so I didn't say anything. I understood. Right. Because I mean that with all respect when I say that. Oh, I yeah. Mean, I, 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 oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. That's he's just. Huh. Yeah. Sometimes guys just needed it. But to me, getting near the wounded was like, oh, my God, I'm not kidding. I'm not even going to look at the wounded. I wouldn't get near the wounded. I wouldn't touch the wounded. You just turn the other way. And I, fire just, I just I just I just I'll stay and fight. Because getting near the wounded was a lot harder for me than fighting. So I'll stay and fight. Pat, you are gnarly. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Did you surf over there? No. They you never were... gave me my three-day three, three day R&R. China they Beach? Never, they never did. Was it that place really exist? Oh, yeah. Where? China Beach. For the surfing. And right. the... Yeah, if you ever could see the documentary Between the Lines that I was in, they do a whole segment on, on you know, the lifeguards over there and the surf clubs they had over right. there. I mean, they, was, they got so much pictures and and footage yeah, and everything right. it was like oh my god those hot nurses in bikinis right yeah those guys had they worked like two hours a day lifeguarding then they surfed all day and went diving and how come you didn't get that gig well that's because my, my brother, brother came over oh that's that right. guy ruined it <laughs> that's <right. laughs> yeah, he, yeah he came over and, <laughs> so at christmas do you guys talk about that still you're like yeah, sure that guy you wouldn't believe what i saw because of you yeah. <laughs> so by that time when they stuck me out in the middle of nowhere it was like okay i'm Wow, I'm I'm gunning now. Did you do you do you remember? Did you kill somebody? Do you think he got his sandals? Oh that, no, he didn't. You killed the guy. You got the sandals. You killed yeah. the guy. Me and a gunship. I shot him first, and the gunship finished him, him then, off. Then you got a then you got a sand. Oh, so you. Is there any left thing left over when a gunship's involved? Not really. Sandals? The sandals were there. That's <laughs> all you get. There's <laughs> bullet holes are like when the 50 caliber hits somebody. You know, you, yeah, body parts. So they're gone. Wow. You know, there were. I mean, the PTSD thing is that, that was that yeah. ever a part of your life? I mean, is that because yeah. that exists? It well, like I said, I went in a shell shock after on the on my third day. We got into a gnarly – they got counter-ambushed, and I had a grenade go off on the other side of the log on me, and that just rattled me. And then after that, through the fighting and everything, and then I just – after the whole thing over, I think the adrenaline came down, and I just went gone for a week. So you were on one – you were on the lucky side of the log. Yeah, I was on the lucky side of the log, but it, yeah, but it went off and it rat, you know, I went off the ground and went boom, you know, and the concussion just rattled me and it's like, whoa, but wow. I was able to stay conscious until the whole thing was all done and said. And then that and seeing bodies and everything for the first time. And there were quite a few when it was like, hmm. I just want to remind you, but you listen to the author of show right here on KSCO. Uh, my guest, our guest tonight is. Pat Farley. For, for those of you who don't know Pat, then you're getting to know Pat tonight. Every surfer in Santa Cruz, the, this you know, surf Santa Cruz knows Pat Farley. Yeah. And, um, you know, we all have to give thanks to Pat. 
And um, I thank him for coming down here tonight. I mean, it's not it's not it's not a, a good it's not an easy story to tell, especially I think when you came back, right? That must have been what was worse, being there or coming back? Well, let me see. As soon as I landed, went into a restaurant. They wouldn't serve me. Where in restaurant? Where here? Over, it was over the hill. Because yeah. you were still wearing your uniform. Yeah, I was wearing my uniform. My parents picked me up in Oakland. We stopped in Santa Clara, San Jose, and uh, they wouldn't serve me. Coming home thinking you're a hero. Yeah, and then went to a friend who I used to serve with, surf with. Went to a party, so I knew everybody there, and that was less than 24 hours. And I had to leave the party because everybody start calling me baby killer. Wow. And it's like. That was a bad thing. Uh, were you a handful in the surf lineup after that? Did you bring was – there, was there an angrier Pat Farley in the lineup? No, I surfed cows at night for a long time. Because, because – Didn't why? want to be around anybody. Right. Then slowly just start coming out, stayed up at Four Miles Beach for a long time. Hmm. Lived in my bus across from the lane in Cal's, and the police knew who I were. I, you know, they knew I came back, and they just left me alone. You know, it seems like I have I have a friend who came back from Afghanistan, and he had a. Um, we went out a few nights. I went to a concert at the Callis, and it was a terrible night. He couldn't have anyone stand behind him. You know, like he was so sensitive to his environment, and um, and it was, was that like the reason that you'd want to be alone is to not have to be in relive a war situation or have memories of being. Not safe? Uh, nah, I think it was just the war. You just like, you just want to isolate. Wait, was it? Was it? Was there? Obviously, nowadays you have therapy and you got this, that, and the other. Was it, did, did they instruct you how to take care of yourself, or, or like you said before, you're on your, you're on your own, right? <laughs> yeah, they just dropped you off. They just dropped you off. And and thank you very. Yeah, the only thing I wanted was like, I need my rifle. You know, it's like you get home, I don't have a rifle anymore. Well, literally, like, open the bus door. See you later, Pat. Thanks oh, for your yeah, service. Oh, yeah, that's the way it was. Of course, nowadays it's different. Oh, they made me get a haircut, though. They, you go, you're not getting out of here until you get a haircut. Well, you could grow your hair long in, in the war? The first three guys I saw in Vietnam in our Ranger outfit looked like Hell's Angels. Wow. I mean, they had long hair, uh, beards, and I just looked at them and went, oh, my God, <laughs> look at these guys. And they just they had that that look. It was like I I couldn't help but stare because mm-hmm. everybody in the army had short hair. These guys were on their own, and they were like, "Whoa!" So you came home with long hair. I tried to. Yeah. Well, that, is I that had, a command thing that the command let that happen? Well, I had a few officers tell me to cut it, and I just told them to go. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Hit the button. Hit the button, bitch. <laughs> I, was, I, was re- I read where you snuck out of Vietnam. Yeah, I did. Right? It wasn't like you got the – here's your pro- – you ready to – here's the – get on a plane, you're, you're out of here. I was a you wanted – You snuck out. I was a wanted man. How, but why, I were you, whoa, 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 whoa. why were you a wanted man? Because I ran a couple MPs off the highway, and I blew up an Arvin compound. <laughs> Guess you so were. you got a little well, pissed, they weren't Arvin, a little pissed they were off? Viet, they were Viet Cong. They shot at me. So I went back and blew up their whole compound. And then that didn't go over good? That didn't go over good. <laughs> what did you blow it up with? Uh, Bombs? Uh, uh, MC, uh, rocket launchers. And, 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 and <laughs> The toy of the day. Those are just laying on the side of the road in Vietnam. No, I went by and they, they, they ambushed me and I, you know, they had their little thing and they were supposed to be Arvins, but they were Viet Congs. So I went back early the next morning and I just blew the place up. <laughs> wow. 
That's amazing. I was mad. <laughs> I bet you were mad. Now, is war organi- is war organized enough to where you can get in trouble for that? Because was that that wasn't your issued rocket launcher, right? Oh, it was issued. Yeah. Oh, uh, to you. Yeah. Oh, you carried a rocket launcher in Vietnam? Well, no, those are the, with the uh, uh, not M7. Uh, the what do you call those? The, the Port, Exten- those ones that extend out? Yeah, they extend with yes. Not M79, it's the... M16? No. It's I just took a whole bunch of them. And, well, originally I went back with a bunch of guys, and we start shooting the place up. And then one of them goes, there might be kids or, or somebody. And I said, no, they ambushed me. There's, <laughs> they're all Viet Cong. And I went, See? okay, this is not going to happen. So I stopped. Took them all out of there, mm-hmm. and then my thing was I'd get up early in the morning. I At dawn, I would take off on the highway. There's dirt roads driving hours in the middle of nowhere every day. Is that safe in hindsight? Hey, With I liked button, it. Nick, you know, you are like a living movie. You know, I had my little ice chest of Coca-Colas, right. and I'd go off in the middle of nowhere every day. And that's all I did. My brother had my brother... Were you, first were you, were you pissed? Were you pissed? Like pissed off, or were you calm? No, I was calm. I, I was at that point in time. You know, it'd be like Peter Miller fleeing. You know, those guys riding Mavericks on a big day. Ah, oh, I'm home. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've already went through all the heavy ambushes and all that. So now I I was the hunter and not the hunted. And so it was a whole different thing because I wasn't feeling like I was hunted anymore. I was the hunter. No matter what the scenario was, them trying to ambush me or anything, I was the hunter. Wow. That, mind, so that, a, that mindset makes me the understand how you survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't care. It's like I'd rather be out by myself where I don't have any officers telling me what to do, what I can't do, and just go. Boy, they they didn't know what was coming when they when Pat finally signed up. They had no idea. You know, it's yeah. real life Rambo. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, it's yeah, exactly. So that. you snuck you snuck out of Vietnam. How? Well, I had another guy go through processing for me. Uh, looking like you? I mean, as no, you? no, he they don't know what you look like because right. you just had papers. So he went through processing. Right. And so he processed. I snuck in the Benoit Airport, hid in the the. 55 gallon drums out there and then you hid in there you hid in a drum no not in a drum where they had all well, the, yeah. the where they drums. had them okay yeah and so then when they went to go board the plane i just walked up we shook hands and then we just switched places and when i got going up the ramp the lady at the top just goes oh my god look at you i was filthy <laughs> <laughs> well they wanted me to get a haircut and i didn't have time to get a haircut they made me drive from dawn to dusk to get back they wouldn't bring send me a helicopter to get back so i had to drive like a a wild man to make it to dong tam by dark because they wouldn't they wouldn't get a helicopter so just before dawn i was going out the gate of uh claw two and pedaled to the metal to make it to dong tam by night so when you got to the airport you just ran like a marathon and you looked like it yeah so what's I mean? Are you close with anybody from those days? Is there anyone that you from that you still ever speak one, or see? Michael Wheeler, one guy. Yeah, one guy. And where's he from? Uh, he he used to surf. He was certain lived in Huntington, and now he lives in New Mexico. Hmm. Good for him. He's got and, Agent Orange battles though. Yeah. Oh, did I ever? You ever see that? 
when you were out there? We drank it right out of the Mekong, that napalm. <laughs> so you stick your canteen in it, then you put a water purification tablet going, well, I hope it kills the napalm or the or the Agent Orange. And so, yeah, it was. Has anything from your time at Vietnam affecting you today? I still drink Coca-Colas. <laughs> 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 because it's. I mean, I know working with chemicals in your sandal business affects your hands, but like, there's you have no real like effects, and and so many people do from the chemicals that were involved in that war. Well, I've had a, a couple of the guys that I was with; they've all died of throat cancer from Agent Orange, and but I seem to be the only the one that just keeps. I think it's just from surfing and and you know. Coca-Colas. Coca-Cola, yeah. And your attitude. Your attitude seems so unique. Um, it's an ultra-war hero attitude, I feel like you had. You know, to just to be like, to not, to be the hunter in, that, in, in a foreign country. It's yeah. amazing. TC, this portion of the show is brought to you by Beach Nest Vacation Rentals. If you're wanting a perfect, perfect vacation pad in Santa Cruz, no better folks to call than beachnest.com. Uh, Lumi Yoga and Surf Retreat on Oahu's North Shore, heading there in December. LumiYogaHawaii.com. People's Coffee. In fact, first caller tonight, first caller, 479 Don't have time for this. 479 First caller gets 20 bucks with a free copy. <laughs> From People's Coffee on 17th of Bromer. Hey, Ladies and gentlemen, Nick it's has rocket to take fuel. his finger off the button to get it's, that call. It, I, think it's even, I think it's napalm. <laughs> uh, Listing Stack for your custom made earplugs. Go to listingstack.com. Aloha Island Grill. Thank you, Numa, for the great Hawaiian food and your longtime sponsor of the show. Uh, Surface Fisherman Boat is the wave clock is your nautical station for waves and tides, showing you real time ocean conditions on sale at thewaveclock.com. And in the Zero Store in Capitola, you can find the wave clock. Also, the kayak connection at the Santa Cruz Harbor, Must Landing. Dave Grigsby, the owner, would like to tell you about $25 between now and the end of summer. $25 mm. special for a kayak at either Santa Cruz Har- Harbor or Must Landing. And was that for like an hour? What do you get that's for that? I'm not sure. $25? $25? That's reasonable. It's a hell of a deal. That's what movies that cost. That is at, uh, check that out, at thekayakconnection.com. Also, are you wearing your Merch for Socks? Uh, yes, I am. Merch for Socks uh, today, right here. Thanks, Cindy, for my from Merch for Socks at merchforsocks.com. Thanks, Cindy Busenhardt. <laughs> you listen to the Off Lip Radio Show, broadcasting live from Santa Cruz, California. The show is on uh, KSCO, also podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Music. And Tune in radio? Tune in radio. Yep, yep, yep. All over the place. So hey, you, can check out, you can check out the li- live video on Facebook. Go to Santa Cruz Way's Facebook page. The show is live on there. You're currently full frame looking fantastic. Hang Neil. on, we got someone here. Ange- somebody wants to talk to Pat? Hang on, I think this may work. Who knows? Well, hey, Pat, is a Laws rocket ring a bell? Hang on yeah. a second. Is that what it yeah. was? Okay, Hang so on, that came from uh, Justin. Who's this? Yeah. Angel? Thank you. Hi. Hi. I am so impressed with you, sir. I just, I just wanted to say, uh, I wanted to ask you something. I wanted to say something to you, too. Uh, do you think... The reason why you came back and you are so intact, sir, and you are so sharp and and with it and creative and amazing because you did it your way. You you kind of broke out and went into survival mode in your own mind, and you went out and 
you did some things your way that kept yourself intact. And then I also just wanted to say welcome home. Thank you. Mm. Very nice the, caller. The, the, I was thank threatened you, a thank few. You, Angel. Thank I you. was threatened a few times with Article 15s because I told lieutenants what they could go do with themselves when they gave me orders, and I said I'm not doing that. You'd go do it, hmm. and I, I'm you know they like I said they threatened me with Article 15s, and then when I didn't do it, no one else was doing it. So then it was like, and then of course every, the shit hit the fan, and hit I was button, right. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got the button. So yeah, I did. I did it my way, and I learned you. It's my life, and I'm not going to let somebody else dictate it, especially when you see the consequences of what it could be. So, And did other people at your rank, when they saw you do that, was their reaction like, my God, what a crazy man? Well, I had guys – we had a colonel in a helicopter one time up there giving us orders, and I just sat out in the middle of the field flipping them off, you know, <laughs> and he could see it. And I was yelling things, you know, I mm-hmm. got the little radio and I was yelling into the radio what he could go do with himself. They were marching us right into fortified bunkers crossing a rice paddy, and we were just getting mowed. And he's going, get him, go get him. I, right. No, I, we're not doing this. We're retreating. And the lieutenant, you know, and finally everybody's just like, I'm not going there either. So everybody wow. just like, oh, no, we're not doing this. This is insane. Lance, this is you, Lance? Yes, it is. What's How up, buddy? Doing, How, good. How you doing? Good. Kenner and I are just listening to the show here, and uh, Pat, you are one awesome dude, I got to say. And I had no idea it was so crazy over there. So happy you survived, and you turned out to be such a, a nice person. I mean, not, it not just blows nice. me away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, buddy, for calling, Lance. Thank love you. To, love to kinge in the family, too, Obviously buddy. Obviously not surfing river okay. map with yeah. Pat. All right, take it easy. Thank you. Yeah, all right. Thanks. Yeah. See you, buddy. I try. I've been trying oh, to bite boy. my tongue. Yeah. How's the river mouth been lately? Not good, huh? What's I, going on? I jinxed it the last two years. Mm. I couldn't surf it because I had surgeries, and I just went down there and said, we're not working, and it didn't work. You have a way with the world like that, don't you, Pat? I do. Yeah. You just <laughs> shut it down. for. If I so, can't have it, nobody can. You went from soldier, obviously, to veteran. Uh, your life as a veteran and what you saw, uh, how veterans are treated when they came back from Vietnam. Can you describe a little bit about that? I know there was no help for anybody. Nowadays, we have therapists and we have this and that and the other people to help. But back then, there was obviously you came back and there was nothing. So obviously, they took they took solace in drugs and heroin, whatever. You talking a bit about uh, your life as a veteran? Oh, first got back, you know, it's like the war. We weren't liked, you know. So that happened, and then the drug addicts start coming back, and then people were afraid to get around you, like, oh, you're a heroin addict. And then by the end of the 70s, you had the the crazies, you know, guys just PTSD flipping out. And then it was like, oh, my God, you're a Vietnam veteran. You're crazy. You're a heroin addict. The war, you weren't liked in the war. So, yeah, it was like no one wanted to hire you. No one wanted to be around you. You were just crazy so, you went so when there was no when, when there was no when there was no welcome wagon for you how did you how did you feel did you just you know did you once again go pick you pick did once again pick up your stuff and go i gotta get on with it. i'm by myself i'm on my own you're taking care of you have to take care of numero uno if you paddled out the river mouth at that time you would have, you would have known yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah pat was really nice yeah. back then yeah yeah we 
I was part of the very first surf gang ever started. It was called the Piranhas. And that was a great name. We started around 71, 72 with Dan Brady, who was a, uh, a veteran who got his black belt in Korea. And uh, him, I, another guy, John Alarcon, we're all doing martial arts under Dan Brady. And we had the piranhas and we focused on Rivermouth. And at that time, people from over the hill would come over and party. And they were just, you know, busting bottles on the beaches at Rivermouth and everything. And, hey, this is my hunting. This is my home. So, yeah, it was. Uh, you guys, you had a, that reputation of that one house you guys lived in all that Mott doesn't... Street. Mott Street, yeah. <laughs> that reputation, I, when I, yeah, you, that was heavy. You guys beat up a few guys. Um, I did. I got credit for or discredited or cre- for everything that I never did. I mean, scapegoat. Yeah, I well, if somebody went to a party, those you had wild men in there. You had my brothers in there. You had Jeff Maldonado, Charlie Bursey, Mark McGuire. And then there was, you know, Greg Heath. And there was just a ton of guys that we lived in three houses right by the river mouth. And there were parties every night. Those guys had to party every night. It's like the ragers. Right. You could get away with stuff back then, too, though. Oh, yeah. You beat guys up. No big deal. Yeah. Now the paddy wagon shows up. And then we had girls come to the parties over at Mott Street whose boyfriends would go out on them so they'd bring them over there, bait them over there because I had girls tell me this and then start trying to pick up on one of the the guys who lived there. And of course then the boyfriend would get mad, then the boyfriend would get beat up and they're going, (laughs) well he went out on me so I brought him over here so he could get beat up. Wow. (laughs) So a lot of uh, womanizing too going on over there? I know you're married now so we don't have to get too deep into that. No, we we love we loved women. We loved girls and women. We were, you know. It yeah. was it was being a vet cool with the chicks? Did, I mean, like, I know, like, some of the other, did, the, did girls think it was cool? Uh, that was a nice thing about that whole time in that era. The people that I hung with, no one cared. Right. No one, we didn't talk about Vietnam at all. No one talked about it. We just surfed and that's all one. Let's just go up north. Let's go down south. Let's go here. Oh, we're not going to work, you know? TC, here's what we're going to talk about right now. We've got 10 minutes left in the show. All right. And we're going to go. We got, he's like, Neil, well, uh, when I talked to him the other day, I texted him. He goes, what do you want to talk about? Christmas? Oh, Christmas. We have to go there. Before, I got one question for him before. Real quick. How'd your brother come back? Um, I think he's having a time dealing with it. Him and I had a really good firefight one night. The, side by side. Oh, yeah, side by side. The Viet Cong took two cannons. They were going to turn them around on an artillery compound and blow it up. And him and I single-handedly took the two 105 howitzers back. Wow. So it was no injuries. <laughs> no injuries. Huh. This portion show is brought to you by Jamie Jansen, Santa Cruz Corps and Rehab. Has so much to offer to achieve optimal health. Please visit SantaCruzCorps.com. Obviously, Star Bunny up the street. Yep. Going then after after the show, and hopefully uh, that maybe uh, our guest will come tonight and, and his and his good friend Hal's here in attendance. Also brought to you by Mid Mid County Midtown Surf Shop is our new sponsor. All right. I want to thank Midtown Surf Shop there in uh, right there on Soquel Avenue by Seabright. Also. Hot Elevation Studios, where you and I will be doing yoga together, TC. Oh, mono e mono. Six-pack yes. against six-pack. Yes. You and I are going to be in the same yoga mm-hmm. studio, finally. Yep. Okay? <laughs> finally. 
Mono a mono. You think stuff is tough in Vietnam? Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I wrote an article. I went to Pat's house uh, many, many moons ago and wrote an article about Pat and learned about Pat. Mm -hmm. and, and then one of, the things, one, of the, one of the things he said to me, and you can talk about it. No, I don't want to talk about it. Was your, your, the trouble you had sleeping when you came back. I don't like sleeping. I'm the only person I know that doesn't like to sleep. Period. <clears throat> I the, hate it. And the only pl and so here's this guy. I got this gnarly guy in front of me. I'm interviewing this gnarly dude. I, I didn't know Pat that well. He's like, dude, that, but the only place he said he could sleep was. I could sleep at Disneyland. Bingo. <laughs> the only place you told me you could sleep, and I don't forget it's, that. It's I'm like, Disneyland. Was Disneyland? I'm like. What? Like on the Matterhorn? What the hell like, is he doing at the hotel? <laughs> no, at the hotel. I can. My wife goes. I sleep like a baby. Huh? And where do you? Where hotel? You I guys just, just stay at the Paradise Pier. Uh huh. You like that spot? Yeah, I do. And you're you, Disneyland. You said earlier they know you now. When I, on my 65th birthday, they gave me the Dana Point Suite. I mean, giant suite for my birthday. Then I went down for my 70th, and they fronted me. A whole bunch of fast passes. I mean, I would fast pass after fast pass after fast pass, and then I get a I get a discount there too from my military ID. I got an active military right. ID, yeah, yeah. and I get a discount. So a favorite ride, Peter Pan. Believe really? it or not, yeah. You waiting that long? <laughs> oh, you got fast. They don't fast pass Peter Pan. You gotta I, wait in line. No, I don't. What is that special? <laughs> oh, there's some moms right now that are so pissed off at that. <laughs> what? You don't wait at Peter Pan? No. But that, but, that, but you, did you? And whose idea was it to for you to go down to Disneyland and see if you could sleep down there? Was it your wife's at the time? We just we just happened to venture down there and then go back a few more times and then it just like I just kind of relax. Hmm. And I like sitting out at Main Street late at night, you know, just when people start leaving the park and just hang out, have a Coke and a hot dog and just sit there. And I love Main Street. It's yeah, just it's a nice place to hang, you know. That's amazing. And then you're how about Christmas. Yeah, here we go. That, now, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, there are, Christmas is a big deal in Santa Cruz. And I think there's a lot of people, that, a lot of places that people do, they, they dress up their house. But they don't dress up the house like, like Pat's like Pat's house. And Pat, you start when do you start working? You your you your Christmas it, right? house is a theme park. Is <laughs> essentially you have a, you have a smaller house by the Seabury area, and you pack a lot in there. And there's like nine theme park different themes. Is it nine different themes? It just keeps getting bigger every year. I work on it all year. That's all I can do. By the time I start, I'll start September fifteenth. Going to the storage units, pulling everything out, and immediately start setting up. And right now, I'm way behind doing maintenance. I'm redoing Rivy's house. I've got to redo all the stones. And so tomorrow, I'll start painting all the stones. I had to sand them all down today, the last few days. And then I got to jump onto another house, redo the thatched roof, and then redo the Toyland display. And This is all at Pat's house, listeners. Right. By the way, Pat's house is... Right. Yeah, if yeah. you haven't seen it in a few years, it's changed a lot. Right. I mean, you walk up and you see the store display of uh, Scrooge and not Marley, but Farley. You know, And you have to look through the, the French <laughs> windows to look into the Christmas display. So it looks like, you know, an old English store you're walking up to. If you don't mind me asking, which one is this? Which Pat's one is house? Yeah. Uh, it's on Seaview. Right. Yeah, uh, it's Farley's Christmas Wonderland. Right, yeah, which, which opens when? Uh, 
the Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, for the public is open. Can the public come by and check it out? Yeah, it's open that from there from Thanksgiving weekend to the first. It's it's viewing from the window unless I'm outside. I'm always mm-hmm. working on something. Then I'll let people in. But from the first all the way through New Year's, it's. It gets crowded. I get. And you get excited. I saw recently you got you some new to. ornaments or something that you the old ones wore out and you got some new ones and you were yeah. stoked. Yeah, you I get like, excited about this. I like Christmas. It it's something positive. It's something that keeps you occupied and creative. creative yeah, and, and you are a very creative person. And and I want to jump back. You've shaped a lot of surfboards. Yeah, I did. You were you, you really enjoyed shaping surfboards. Yeah, for about fifteen years I shaped. And uh, and. And uh, I know it's more harder for you with your hands now to shape, but what was your, like, thing? What was your shape that you I, – I, the 10-2 nose rider. I was going to say, nose yeah. rider. And you you are really uncanny on the nose of a surfboard. You have – those boards do very well for nose riding. Yeah. And why? I just took a lot of everybody else's and then wrote them and wrote them and then went, okay, this is what – this is the magic board. Hmm. TC? For our seasoned guests, we always ask them. Yeah. Do we ask Pat? Pat, this I don't is the sec- second know. time on the show, right, the second, Pat? Time, second time on the show. Third, third time on the show? Third, third time, time on the show. For yeah. our seasoned guests, your your favorite decade is and why, or was and why? The 70s. Because? The surfboards had changed, you know, you're riding shorter boards, you can go surf places you couldn't, so a lot of places were opening up that people didn't know about, and, you know, at that time, it was like, this is a secret spot, you don't tell anybody, and, boy, if you did, you got beat, (laughs) and it's just, you could drive around town, I mean... A lot of times if I used to go over and surf uh, First Peak Lefts, I'd just stand out on Mott Street, and if I had to wait five cars, it was like, what's going on with this planet? Mm-hmm. I just had to wait five cars. If I couldn't get a ride in three cars, something's wrong. And the people, oh, yeah, I'll take you over there. And that's the way it was. Didn't have, yeah. And you guys had the gang. Yeah, we had the gang. And it, the you know, pleasure <laughs> point was I called it Dogtown. You know, because of all the dogs laying in the street. And, mm-hmm. and if you drove down the street, i go, okay, those dogs are real comfortable. <laughs> so I'd drive around the block mm-hmm. yeah. going over to Arco's house, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> Pleasure Point to me was dog town. It was dogs all over the place. They got the roam free, lay in the street, take mm-hmm. naps. And it was Pleasure Point at that time was pristine. And when you say Arco, you mean Pat Arco. Mm-hmm. Pat Arco and Ed Arco. Yeah, the mayors of yeah. uh, Pleasure Point. Yeah, mayors of Pleasure Point. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, we got to uh, before we just we need to thank Pat for his. I'm going to come back to Pat in a second. Most re- very quickly, uh, next week's show we have uh, the Pacific Roots Reggae Band coming on August 13th, followed by August 20th, Dr. Wallace J. Nichols, oh. who wrote the book Blue Minds, coming back. Uh, then August 27th, Mr. Pat Shaughnessy, who just paddled from uh, Molokai to Oahu. Mm. Uh, that race, yeah. uh, Guy Kawasaki is coming back on September 3rd. Mr. Guy Kawasaki. Yeah, the man. He is the man. <laughs> the Mac. And September 10th, a uh, local band called Harbor Patrol. They want to come on the show? Hey, They're very, not? very good. Coming on September 10th. So there's a lot of great future shows coming up. And But for right now, I do want to thank uh, from the, our audience. I want to thank Hal for coming down here tonight. Thanks, Hal. And I want to thank from the audience. I'm sure the audience wants to thank you, and I want to thank you for your service. You're welcome. Yeah, Pat. Seriously. You're... If, if a, there should be a Pat movie. Can we, are we working on that? Is there a Pat movie coming out? <laughs> Who would play you? 
Gary Busey. Oh, Gary Busey? We'll ask you that next time. You know who will play here? You know, who, you know if he was still alive? You know who would make a great Pat Farley? I'm ready. Vince Collier. Oh, BC. <laughs> yeah. He would be a great Pat Farley. Just put a blonde wing on him. Did you ever fight Vince? Did you guys ever come to blows? No. I Always had a good relationship I with Vince? I loved when Vince would, when Rivermouth got big, he'd come over and ride the left, and it's like, yeah, Vince is here. Clean it up, right? Clean, help clean yeah. it up. Right, right, right. Yeah, I loved surfing with Vince. Awesome. Pat, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah great. Glad to be here. for your service. Yeah, and I want to thank uh, TC. Thanks very much, buddy. Thanks. Great show. And I want to yep. thank Timmy from Pona Hawaiian Tap, our new uh, mm-hmm. pre-show, uh, pre-show, meeting, pre-show spot. meeting spot. That's great. It's going to be open soon in the middle of, Oct- uh, middle of August. And uh, don't forget to join us next week. Uh, our show is going to be The Roots. The Pacific Roots Reggae Band. They're stoked to come on the show. Uh, we're also gonna be, I'm going to be live on Thursday for Soulwise at the Crow's Nest Dance Party. Wow. Is we're that gonna, on Facebook Live? It's going to come. You want to come down, yeah. TC? That do little, sounds great. Do a little yeah. show right there at the, I, I uh, that's Thursday guys. at uh, the Crow's Nest Beach Party. All right. I want to thank Nicholas, our faithful engineer tonight. Nick, thanks and, for hitting that button tonight, And once buddy. again, the Merman for last week's show, the Merman, <laughs> where once again, they were freaking legendary. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope you had a good time, and we'll see you next week with another After Better Show. Good night, everyone. Surfing Northern California for over 65 years. This is KSCO Santa Cruz. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Patrick Foss. Two days after hundreds of people at a vigil chatted do something, Ohio Republican Governor Mike DeWine has called for expanded gun laws. DeWine had been attending a Sunday vigil for victims of the mass shooting in Dayton. The FBI is investigating the case. In Texas, some Democrats are calling for President Trump to stay away from El Paso, where the president will visit following the massacre at a Walmart store. Deputy White House Press Secretary Hogan Gidley says the president's trip to El Paso is one of support. What he wants to do is go to these communities and um, grieve with them, pray with them, offer condolences. Italy says it's wrong and dangerous to blame President Trump for the actions of the gunmen in the weekend mass shootings. You have to blame the people here who pulled the trigger. Those are the ones who are evil. Those are the ones who are sick and mentally ill. And those are the ones that have to be dealt with. President Trump tweeted that no one blamed former President Barack Obama for the Sandy Hook shootings. The Trump campaign and Republican Party are suing California over its new tax return law. At issue is the California law signed last week that requires candidates for president and governor to release five years of tax returns to appear on the state's primary ballot. In the lawsuits, the Trump campaign and the GOP argue that the law violates the U.S. Constitution by creating an extra requirement to run for president. The Republican Party lawsuit says California's law is a naked political attack against the sitting president of the United States. Greg Clugston, the White House. 
Sex abuse prevention experts say letters and postcards. Ex-Cardinal Theodore McCarrick sent to seminarians and the son of a family friends decades ago showed telltale signs of grooming behavior. McCarrick is accused of abusing James Grine, among others. More on these stories at townhall.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551. 800-607-3551. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Self-driving cars are set to start picking up passengers at a New York City industrial park. Starting today, six autonomous shuttles operated by Boston-based startup Optimus Ride will take riders on a loop to a ferry dock in Brooklyn Navy Yard. The free service is expected to transport some 500 passengers daily on the yard's internal roads. The company says two employees will ride along at first to ensure the software works properly. New York State Legislature passed a bill in 2017 allowing companies to test self-driving cars on public roads, but just a few limited tests have taken place. Keith Peters reporting. Mississippi Attorney General Jim Hood has won the Democratic nomination for governor. He defeated seven lesser-known candidates Tuesday and will face a Republican, an Independent, and Constitution Party candidate in November. Republican Governor Phil Bryant could not seek a third term this year. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. Four former Federal Reserve chairs have delivered a strong rebuke to President Trump. In an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal, Paul Volcker, Alan Greenspan, Ben Bernanke, and Janet Yellen argue the head of the Federal Reserve should be able to make interest rate decisions free of political pressure and the threat of being removed or demoted. Current Fed Chairman Jerome Powell has been subjected to a steady stream of attacks from President Trump, who has reportedly explored the possibility of either firing Powell or demoting him. The four living former leaders of the Fed say their decisions, while not all perfect, were better for being the product of nonpartisan, nonpolitical assessments, rather than being motivated by short-term political advantage. Ben Thomas, Washington. Stocks are broadly higher in Wall Street Tuesday. The Dow rose 250 points. The Nasdaq gained 107. The S&P rose 37. This after a rocky start of the week, Monday, that saw the Dow plunge 767 points. More of these stories at townhall.com. I'm Patrick Foss. Good evening, Santa Cruz and the Monterey Bay Area. This great show, Off the Lip Radio with Terry and... Neil Proberg. Now it's time for King of the Hill traffic weather and boating here at the station, 8.05 p.m. And to start off with traffic and incidents, it looks like there is a report of a fire at Garlic Farms Drive, 5878 Garlic Farms Way. And there is smoke 
on scene, and it looks like there haven't been any any vehicles assigned to that situation. And there's also assist with construction on SR1 North and 41st Avenue. So 1st, uh, Highway 1 and 41st.